Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. Another week, another podcast, and another inspiration from my life and what I've learned about you guys in the past couple weeks. And I'm here to help you in a massive way this week. This is going to be a series, the start of another series. You guys know when I love to do series <laughs> and things, but I think it's important because I find a topic that I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone needs help with this. And really my intention with having a series of podcasts or whatever I end up doing, in this case, a podcast, my intention is always to guide you through what is going to help you. At the core of who I am, I'm a teacher. I like to interpret you know, really hard concepts, dilute them down and make them really palatable for you guys so that you can incorporate them into your business. That is really, I mean, like that's the whole intention of this podcast is to be like, hey, let me teach you some things. Let me make it easy. And honestly, over the past couple of weeks, I realized that there are so many people that just need more help with money and it's not money mindset. It's actual like money and sales and inventory management. And so I I really want to start to walk you through how to start handling your money in a more improved way. It's 2019. And I said to you guys in my recap, if you haven't listened to the lessons learned in 2018 recap that I did in that episode, I talked about, you know, I've made a commitment in 2019 to just be more aware of my money and to be investing it in new places and be really empowered around what's going on with my money. And so I'm going to translate that to you and I'm going to show you how you can start to do that in your boutique. Before I get into that, I'm going to read probably one of my favorite podcast reviews of all time from Stephanie Steinman on iTunes where she says, Emily is the Beyonce of boutiques. Stephanie, can we be best friends? Okay. She wrote, I never thought I would be the person in the car listening to podcasts instead of Beyonce, but Emily is the Beyonce of boutiques. She has been through it all, so she can relate to anyone who's thinking about owning a boutique or a business. If you have a business or thinking about opening a business, I would take full advantage of Emily's free podcast. It changed my life and my boutique. Okay. I read that one because I love it, and honestly, sometimes when I feel bad, I'll like go and read that, and and all of your reviews, but like I really love that one. If you can take a minute, I would really appreciate it if you could rate and review this podcast. You can do it right on your phone. Just look down, slide open your iPhone or your Android, look for the part that says rate. It's usually a star rating. And then if you can write a review, if you do write a review, I'll read it on air. I'm working through all of them. I'm going to get to all of them at some point, but I would love to read your review. Every review, like I said, number one, (laughs) 
It makes me feel good to know that you guys love this content and that it's really helping you. And number two, every time you rate and review, you're able to help me get kind of bumped up in the ratings so that more people can discover this. And, you know, I've had so many people message me lately and say, I wish I knew about this podcast sooner. I would have avoided so many mistakes. So let's all be like really good and helpful for each other. And let's help other people who maybe are just starting out in their boutique or wanting to grow it. Let's help them. Uh, by rating and reviewing because I know that I have more listens than I have reviews. I would love a rating review. It means a lot to me and it means a lot to fellow boutique owners who are in your same spot to be able to help them out. So thank you in advance. Let's jump into this topic now. I'm going to be posting these in my Facebook group and on my Facebook page. If you're not in my group, it's called the Fashion Truck Tribe. I'm going to be posting every Monday as part of my email newsletter as well. You're going to see it everywhere. But Money Mondays for the next couple of weeks. Money Monday is something that I started incorporating with some of my clients like three years ago, where we would talk about how on Mondays, that is when we need to look at the money coming in and out of our business. Generally, we just came off a weekend. Weekends tend to be good in retail. And so Mondays are a nice day to sort of look at a lot of these numbers that actually we're going to talk about now. So I just want to preface all of this with the fact that I have learned that so many people are struggling with the same things around money in their boutique. So I can talk about mindset all day, but we also have to really take control of the money coming in and out of our business. So some of the things I learned about in the launch of Six Figure Blueprint, just in talking to people or getting messages from you guys, I learned four big things. So number one is that most boutique owners don't save money. Most of you guys have no like wiggle room for when you have a slow day or when you want to make a capital investment like taking one of my courses, right? You've like, you're like, I don't have any free money. And I'm like, but you just told me you made all this money last year. Where did it all go? So part of this is like, we need to start you guys saving. Like that is really important. I think because most of you probably don't have savings accounts, you're spending it all on inventory. And again, I'm going to like speak really generally here. And you might be in a spot where you're like, that actually doesn't apply to me. So awesome. If it does like really strike a chord with you, like stay with me here. Okay. Number two thing that I learned is that a lot of boutique owners are, are overbuying inventory again, because I think you're not saving. And then you're saying I need more, new more product, but like really you don't need more product. And so you're ending up with a lot of inventory. Maybe the sales don't match it. And so you're kind of like overbought, undersaved and in a tight spot. So as we go over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to hit all these topics. Okay. Number three, a lot of boutique owners have seemed to hit like 10, 12, 15, $20,000 revenue months. And what I find with you guys is you either go two ways. You're either like, Oh, I'm still living on the edge over here. Like I have really plateaued and I have no extra money. And I'm just, I just really want to hit that number every month, but I have no, you know, I'm worried. I'm nervous. Like, and so part of that nervousness is is keeping you from up-leveling and making more money. And part of the nervousness is that, again, I think you have one and two. You're not saving and you're buying too much inventory, okay? So that's cool. But I want to commend the people that are at that 15, you know, 12, 15, 20 mark. And you actually, like, have some savings. Maybe it's not a lot, but you've, like, got some stuff going on. You're flowing. You're, like, ready to up-level. You know, around that number is when you really should be starting to pay yourself. We Like, you know, I've done the math a million times, and that's around the, the level where, like, 
you know, I always say you should pay yourself from day one, but like really that's like, if you're not paying yourself at 15 ish thousand dollars, like we've got a, we've got a problem, maybe a bigger problem. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna attack that as we go, but I'm just, I'm calling out these problems here. So I want to just, I want you to notice where you feel uncomfortable or notice where there's resistance or notice when you're like, Oh my God, that's me. All right. The last thing that I noticed a lot of people saying to me is like, Oh yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I'm pretty good on my pricing, but like, um, you know, I'm still at that like 2.75, 2.5 on some items for my margin. Um, you know, like I'm still there and, and then they'll give me, they'll fill in some excuse after why they're still there. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, here's what I need you to know about that is like, if you run at that rate, you need to sell a lot of product. So if you're selling a lot of product, good, you're probably okay. But if you're just starting out and you're at the 2.75, 2.5 markup, um, which if you haven't read my book, I cover margins in my book fully. So that's something that you've really got to get comfortable with and start to either buy at a lower price or charge a little bit more for or balance it out. Every, every place is going to be unique, but I keep hearing that guys. And I'm like, like, it's just the math doesn't work. Like part of what we need to understand and just like come to a realization around is that 90% of what our business is, is math. (laughs) It's like, it is numbers, it is finances, it is math. You guys are all focused on social media and email and finding more customers and text messages, this and that, and apps. And I'm like, yo, what are your numbers? Like, what are your numbers? When someone gets on the phone with me and they don't know their numbers, I'm like, shoot. And then, listen, there's a some of you have gotten on the phone with and you're like, here's my initial margin. Here's my maintain. Here's my pro-. – like, you guys know it. And I'm like, yeah. But we need to know our numbers, period, end of story. To be a business owner, you need to know your numbers. I want to refer a lot of you to start watching the show The Profit on CNBC with Marcus Limonis. He will start to solidify some of these concepts with you. I think his show is really a great way for a lot of entrepreneurs to let kind of the numbers part of it sink in because they do a great job sort of visually showing you. Um, He goes into businesses and like analyzes them, revamps them, revives them. It's kind of like Shark Tank, but like follow through, like you see the whole story. It's really good. And the way that they visually like show margins and turn rate and all this stuff, it's like so helpful if you're a visual learner and you actually get to see it implemented in the business. So I would highly suggest starting to watch The Profit. Um, Sometimes I'll just rewatch old episodes because I'm like, oh, that was interesting or whatever. But a lot of what he teaches on that show is what I teach because as I continue to say, retail, it's already in existing as an industry. And so for you to come into the industry and not know what you're doing is a problem. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm going to talk about these solutions now. Over the next couple of weeks, what I'm going to teach you is like a step-by-step process to harnessing more power around your money. That's really my intention here. So this week is really all about understanding the numbers that you need to be tracking and becoming aware of your money situation. Okay, so I want to go through sort of step one through step four. If you're on my email list or you saw my posts, you probably have already done this exercise, which is awesome. If you haven't yet, I want you to write down the things that you need. I'm going to put it in the show notes as well. 
these numbers that I really need you to start doing some tracking on and becoming aware of what's going on. And I'm going to tell you right now why each one you want to be aware of it. And, you know, we'll get a little bit more in depth. Okay. Assignment number one, I'm calling them assignments, is to just become aware of your money situation. I want you to understand that money is flowing in and out of your business and that if you ignore it or you don't pay attention to it or you avoid it, then you're going to get yourself in trouble. The more aware we become of a situation, the more we can do about it, right? We all know this. This is just like basics. The first thing that I want you to become aware of is how much money is in your business bank account? Write that down. Understand that. One of the things I see that could be a problem if you're listening is you're like, oh, Emily, I don't have a business bank account. It all goes into like my personal account or it's in PayPal or like, I don't know what you're doing. So listen, if you don't have a business bank account, you need one yesterday, okay? You need to have a business license from your town or city where you're operating. You can take that to a bank. You can open an account. It will be a business checking account, most likely. You might also want to, at the same time, open a savings account with that. That's attached to your your business, a business savings account. So you can start to, like I said before, start to save some money. Again, that's like a longer term thing. Step number one is just literally how much money is in your business bank account. This is something that, honestly, you want to look at once a week, if not more often. Some people look every day. You know, I want to make sure you're looking at it so that you're aware, not so that you're anxious, not so that you're like freaking out or whatever. There could be $8 in there. A lot of women I find either avoid looking at their bank accounts or they overlook at it because they're like, I don't know, willing more money to go in. I don't know. It's like an anxiety checker, you know, situation. And I do think that you have to know what's going on. Mostly because I want you to start to, again, like understand what's coming in and out. Cash flow, which is what's happening in your business, just literally means like money going in and out of your business. If, you know, one is off or one is not balanced, then there's going to be, you know, a, a misalignment with your business. If too much money is going out and not enough is coming in, you're probably feeling worried. If too much is coming in and you're not able to get more clothes or invest in other things, then again, you're not aligned. You want to have you know, a good steady inflow and outflow and not saying that they need to be equal. (laughs) Like that's not where I'm going, but you have to understand that for each action of inflow, there should be some kind of action outflow. That's how we keep business running. We have to make investments to make money. We have to make money to make those investments. Something that a lot of people say is like, oh, you got to spend money to make money. I have sort of like an asterisk on that. Like, yes, there is a time to be spending money. There's a time to be saving money. There's a time to be investing money. Someone said to me once that they were given the advice that they always needed to be buying new inventory. And I was like, wait a minute. You don't need to always be buying new inventory if you're not selling the inventory you have. And so this is where becoming aware of what's going on in your business bank account. You might even see extra charges. You might see, you know, a bank charge that shouldn't be in there. Like you should be reviewing what's going on in your bank account at least once a week, like that Money Monday we talked about. Okay. So step number one is to sign into there. You need to start to understand what's going on in your business bank account so that we can start to build on this is like basic step number one. Okay. Step number two is I want you to look at your payment system, your registered point of sale, whatever you're calling it, your 
back end. How much money did you make last week? How much money is coming into your bank in the next couple of days? Especially if you're doing this on a Monday, you had a good weekend, you know it takes two to three days for that money to hit your account. I want you to also record those numbers there. Now, here's the thing. So many of us just don't know how much money is coming into our account. And we have all these planned outflows, but we don't know what's coming in. We need to understand what we're selling. So if you're not doing a weekly recap of your sales number or a monthly recap, like there's a lot of people I talk to and they're, I'm like, well, how much money did you make last month? And they're like, um, I don't know. I'm like, whoa, you've got to start tracking your sales. If you're not tracking your sales, do it now. You need to start tracking your unit sales, your dollar sales. If you're using something like Shopify or some kind of, you know, tracking system, you should be getting those numbers. That's really important. Part of understanding how much you need to buy is understanding how much you sold. Okay. That is the key indicator. So people ask me all the time, how much should I be buying? I'm like, I don't know. How much are you selling? You don't just buy willy nilly. You base on what your sales are. So by knowing your sales, if you sold a thousand dollars of merchandise last week, if you're marking time three, your wholesale to retail, and you sold most of your stuff at full price, you could reasonably go out and spend about $300 on new inventory. Again, this is very back of the envelope. I, you know, I teach this more in depth in my courses, but I want to start to get some of you on board with this thinking. So I explained this to someone in an email where I basically said, if you spend $10 on an item, you need to realize that when you spend that $10 at wholesale, whatever you mark it up to is going to basically affect how much profit you make. We all kind of know this, but let me just spell it out for you, okay? So let's say the example is wholesale costs at $10, okay? So you paid $10 for something. That probably includes shipping. Let's just say it does include the shipping, okay? Now, if you go three times, so that would be like a 65% initial margin, you're going to retail that item for $30. That means you have $20 of profit, and $10 to reinvest back into more inventory, okay? So that's a pretty big chunk of profit, that $20. This is where I say the $10 just gets replaced, okay? You spent $10, you're gonna reinvest $10. That's where that third comes from because a third of it is gonna go back into inventory. A third of it is gonna go to like taxes and expenses. And then eventually a third of it is gonna go to you or at least $5 of that $20 should go to pay you. You wanna keep your expenses, and your taxes in that $15 chunk of that profit. Now, if you're marking something up only 2.5x, or that's like ends up being like a 57% margin, a 55, somewhere in there, you are gonna retail it for $25. But listen, here's the big difference. Now you only have $15 of profit, and you still have to reinvest that $10 for more inventory, but now you've taken away $5 off your profit. Now, that $5 was probably the money you were going to pay yourself with. So boom, take yourself out of the game for getting paid. And that $15 is probably going to have to go to taxes and expenses. Really, again, that $10 should only go back into the inventory. Okay, so you see why it's hard for me to say, like, you should always invest a third back into inventory because out of a $25 retail item, a third isn't that $10. You're actually spending less. So it's going to be more, you're still investing $10 back into your business because you paid $10 for it. So you're going to invest $10 to replace it. Let's say you're still running at like a 2X margin. Okay. Because I know there's some of you who work in, you know, have businesses where you're like, I can only go two times because it's an MSRP or I don't know, for whatever reason. 
Now, listen, here's the thing is you're going to sell that item, that $10 item, same item. We marked up two times. You're going to sell it for $20. So you're still going to spend $10 on replacing that inventory. And now you only have $10 profit, which like that $10 has to be spread very thin, right? You're definitely not paying yourself. You're definitely struggling with expenses. You're definitely like struggling to pay your taxes, which like you need to pay, or maybe you're not even paying taxes because you're not making enough money. You're not making any money. It's just a really tough spot to be in. So I would love all of you to start to really understand that, you know, the more you can mark up your items, the more ease at which you will be able to pay for things, expenses and pay for yourself. So like when you're at a 3x margin that, you know, 65, 70% and you have a $20 profit, it's like kind of reasonable for you to say that like if you overspent on inventory, you wouldn't really notice a dent. Like maybe you would after a while, but like you've got a lot of profit running around. You're like kind of rolling in some money there, especially if your sales are high. So like if you spent a little bit too much on inventory, you'd be like, you wouldn't necessarily notice it. Like it might shake out and be okay. I would notice it on your bottom line on your PL, but like you might not. But let's say you're at that 2X or that 2.5X, you really don't have wiggle room to overspend on inventory. Like literally none. Okay, so in all of these cases, like you want to manage your inventory. I'm not saying like, oh, because you, you know, charge 3X, you shouldn't keep an eye on your inventory. You 100% do. But if you're only able to charge 2X or 2.5X, like you need to be like on your inventory management so hard. Like you need to not overspend like at all. So going back to step two and saying like, okay, we need to understand how much money you made last week. That's important because that money you made last week is going to need to be divvied up into those categories I was talking about where it's like, okay, how much do we reinvest in inventory? How much gets to pay the expenses? How much gets to pay me if there's room to do that? How are we saving for taxes? You know, these are all things that need to be taken care of basically every week, at least every month, okay? But you can't base your buys on what you don't know about your sales. So number one step in understanding how much to buy is understanding how much you've sold. If you said to me, Emily, I sold $100 last week, I'd be like, well, you got to sell more to buy more. You know, people love when I say that. Oh, you got to sell more to buy more. You don't need to buy more to sell more. That's like, oh, I wish I could like delete that from people's vocab. It's just not true all the time. It's really not. Like there are certain cases where I'll say to people, you're not buying enough. You need to buy more. And it's like very rare. Most of the time people are just buying way too much. And this is where it comes from. This is the root cause of that problem is that you don't know your sales. So you don't know what to buy. Okay. So let's get on board with starting to track our sales and really getting deep and intimate with our sales number. Step three is understanding how much inventory do you own already at wholesale cost? Okay. This is where we start to get into more of like a stock to sales number and understanding how we're selling through things. So sell through and stock to sales are something I go through pretty in depth in six figure blueprint, but essentially your stock to sales number tells you how much inventory you have left to sell each week. So, or month, it depends on how you look at it. So let's use a really simple example. So your stock to sales, it's going to come out in either a weekly or a monthly number. So let's say I own 60 units. Okay. I like to look at this 
stock to sales is a unit number. Sell through is a unit number. So let's say I own 60 units of inventory, total company. Last week, I sold 10 units. Because you sold those 10 units last week, you now, starting this week, have 50 units left. It's safe to assume that you will probably sell the same amount of units this week as you did last week, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. You know, again, it's going to depend on what time of year it is. Maybe you're a fashion truck and you had, you know, less events this week, you have more events this week, but it's safe to say that you will steadily sell the same amount of units every week. If you're going to sell 10 units this week, you have 50 units on hand, then you have five weeks of inventory left. So 50 units on hand divided by 10 units you're going to sell. You have five weeks of that on hand. So if you have five weeks of inventory on hand, that doesn't mean you need to order more this week. (laughs) Like you can run pretty much down to like three weeks of inventory on hand, theoretically. Again, I'm just like giving you really baseline numbers for examples. You need to figure out what this looks like in your business for you. But, you know, if you're ordering from LA and you're, you know, a typical fashion business that can get inventory in like a week, you don't need when you have five weeks of inventory in hand to be ordering new stuff that week. Like it's just, you don't have to, you know, and if you only sold 10 units last week, then you should just keep selling this week. And maybe in a week or two, you know, once you're down to 35 units or something, maybe the middle of the week, then you order more. So you jump back up to that 60 units or something. Okay. Again, the cadence is going to depend on, on where you're at. I've had people join some of my programs and we talk through the numbers and they're like, I have 1100 units and I sold, you know, 100 units last month. Well, guess what? Like you have 11 months of inventory on hand based on the rate that you're selling. Like that's a lot of inventory. So if you feel like you're drowning in inventory, most likely that number of how much you own versus how much you sold, right? So we're step two and step three. How much did you sell last week? How much do you own? We're using these numbers to inform us about our business and what the health of our business is, okay? If you have too much inventory, it just means that you have a lot on hand. Like you have a lot of weeks to sell on hand or months to sell on hand, depending. So your stock to sales is very high. If your stock to sales is at like two weeks, like we got to get you some new inventory. We got to like get you more stuff because it's going to take a week to get here. And then at that point, you really have one week of inventory left. We really need you to like replenish, right? Now that's like a really dramatic case. I don't think there's anyone that's like running on a two weeks on hand. That's It wouldn't be anyone's nature to do that because you'd get uncomfortable subconsciously that you didn't have enough and you'd protect yourself. But I do want you to start to use stock to sales and send me an email if you realize your stock to sales is really high or is really low. And again, the formula is just saying, okay, I sold 10 units last week. I have 50 on hand now. 50 divided by 10 equals five weeks. If you do it by months, again, it could be I have 1,100 units right now. I sold 100 last month. That means that I have 11 months, 1,100 divided by 100. I have 11 months on hand. Okay, it's a very simple formula. I'll put it in the show notes, but we've got to start to understand our sock to sales, but we can't get there until we know how much do we sell and how much do we own step two and three. This is what we're doing with these numbers now. The last step 
of numbers we want to record is how much inventory at wholesale cost is on order. So when something's on order, it means that you have signed up to have inventory delivered to you within, let's say, a week or two or three or six, depending on if you've been to a show or you know, you've been ordering on Fashion Go or something. Generally, most stores have something on order. You might be a case where you're like, I don't have anything on order. And if you have a really high stock to sales, great, you're in a good spot. But let's say you have a high stock to sales and you have a lot of stuff on order. Guess what? You got to cancel some of those orders or you've got to sell through some of that inventory. This is where your backlog is coming. This is where you're like, oh my God, my store is so fluffy. I have so much inventory. It's because like your stock to sales is really high. You're not selling through at a quick enough rate and you have all this stuff coming on order. So I've had situations with clients where I've been like, you need to go and cancel some orders. And that's the reality of the situation. Like you need to, you overordered and you need to go cancel. You know, that is sometimes not always the case, but a lot of people just don't even know how much they ordered at the show or they don't know how much they need to order. They just, the on order situation is just like up in the air and it's just like, well, I have some stuff coming in. Okay. What do you have coming in? When do you have it coming in? And how much do you have it coming in? You need to start keeping an on order log somewhere in your notebook, somewhere in a binder. You know, you need to have those purchase orders that you signed for at the market or that are coming in from Fashion Go printed out and physically in a space so that you can start tracking that, okay? Because what's on order is going to affect eventually what you have on hand. And if what you have on hand is too much, then what you have on order is going to be that much even more too much. So all of these things we're starting to look at, all of these things we're starting to get comfortable with, we're starting to understand what they mean, why we need to know them, okay? Becoming aware of your numbers is like sort of like one chunk of this assignment. The other chunk is understanding why you need to know those numbers. It's really important, like I said, over and over and over during many of my program launches, if you don't have a background in retail, you need to learn this stuff. This is what is retail fundamentals. Some of it's even just straight up business fundamentals, but really understanding how much money is coming in, how much money you have, you know, the stuff about understanding how much you've sold, your stock to sales, wholesale, all that jazz. All of that you need to start to really get comfortable with. That's when you and I can have intelligent conversations. That's when I can get on the phone with a one-on-one client and be like, okay, here, let's look at your numbers. Now we can understand and put together a budget for you to buy moving forward. So many people come to me and they're like, well, how much did I buy? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know your numbers. How much did you sell? How much do you have on order? How much do you own? Those are the first three questions I generally ask any person that says to me, well, how much should I buy? Because all of those numbers inform me and say, stop buying, cancel orders. Oh, you need more. You know, it's always going to trigger one of those things. All of the problems in our business, especially financially, all come back to this margin situation. So your margin is what's driving a lot of how much money you have. It's driving a lot of how much you have on order. And so for me, I need you to start to really wrap your head around some of this financial stuff. And it might feel confusing and that's okay. But I want you to keep coming back to this episode and listen to it over and over because I just was looking at my stats. A podcast episode about debt, let's talk about debt, baby, has like 5,000 listens. So obviously this money stuff is 
an issue for a lot of us. It's probably what book number three will end up being about is money and money management and mindset once we get there next year, the year after. But like, we need to start having these conversations now because I'm concerned that you're living on the edge of like not having enough money, of always overbuying. And I just don't want you to dig a hole that you can't get out of. I want you guys to be paying yourselves. I want you to understand your numbers. I don't want you to come to me and be like, I've made all this money. I have two stores. I had a location. I did all this stuff. And like, you don't know your numbers and you don't have money in savings. And like, you know, please don't add another store because your sales are really good, but you're not paying yourself. That's not a reason to add another store. Grow, you know, go to a location that's bigger. Like, oh, well, my sales support it. Yeah, but you're not paying yourself. Yeah, like you're you're overbuying inventory. You're going to continue to overbuy inventory in that huge space. Growth by adding a brick and mortar, a mobile, any of that, it should be self-sustaining. There could be situations where you take out a loan or you borrow money, things like that. But what I want you to know is that you should be very informed about your numbers and your business and make good business decisions based on your money to expand at a location, uh, to do any of that stuff. You know, everyone comes in the fashion truck tribe and they're like, well, I'm going to start out with online and then I'm going to, you know, add a brick and mortar. I'm going to add this and that. And listen, I've watched so many of my students do that. And I'm like, so psyched and pumped for you guys that do that because I think it's the right decision and you have the sales to support it. There's also a lot of people that go and sign leases and go and make big sweeping decisions in their business that don't have the financials to back it up, that don't have the sales support to back it up. And that's where I get concerned. So I want you to start to understand these numbers. Uh, please email me if you have questions. Next week, we're going to go even deeper into some of this stuff. I want to start talking about how to save money, how to start to you know pull more cash out of your business, manage your inventory a little bit better. We need to continue to have this conversation because honestly, it's a massive problem in the boutique industry. And I'm starting to think that I can help lower that 80% of boutiques go out of business in two years, I think I can help lower that rate by teaching you guys this right now. So let's keep going. Don't get frustrated. If anything in this episode confused you or you're like, oh my gosh, listen to it, not in the car, listen to it with a piece of paper and a pen. You know, if you're a visual person, sit and listen to it and start to record it, start to look at it, start to calc these numbers. You know, every issue in your business is going to come back to money. It is going to come back to margin. We are going to find solutions to these problems. And what I will tell you is the solution is never necessarily going to be to post more on Facebook. It's never going to be to run more Facebook ads. It's never going to be, oh, I should grow my Instagram. Guys, you're focused on the wrong things. And this is where I need to just draw the line and say, stop telling me that you need more followers on social media and start digging into your numbers and exploring where you can maximize what's working and minimize what isn't because there's so many of you who just keep saying, well, I'm going to add categories. I'm going to add a store. I'm going to add all this stuff. When you're not doubling down on what's really working, that's where the money's at you guys. Okay. There's a lot of things this year that I got rid of in my business and I'm literally only focusing on four key programs now. Four key things will drive my entire business in 2019 and probably beyond. That's it. You don't necessarily need to be over-assorted. You need to be assorted and putting money, investing in the right things. But a lot of you don't know what that is because you don't even know how much you sold last week, okay? So let's get down to the basics. If this feels basic, you're like, whatever, Emily, 
I'm going to challenge you even harder and say, get into your numbers. The answers are always, always there. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'll see you next week on this Mole Money series. Here's making lots of friends and making lots of money. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more.